coming to you from the Spirit Lounge. I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa. And this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, Vanessa. Hi. I can actually talk again. (laughs) About time. After all those times that you made fun of me for losing my voice or being sick, this is what you get. This is It finally happened to me. So that is why we were not recording. We didn't do a show the last time. And it's funny, though, because Mm -hmm. even our last episode that we put out, I know that we talked about this uh, with Brandon when we were on the Power Unity podcast, that you disappeared from like the last five minutes of the show yeah when we were recording yeah because because you had a cough attack so i I was talking to myself for like (laughs) the last story like so lily how'd it go (laughs) finally how about you (laughs) but through the magic of editing you appeared (laughs) no but yeah it was funny because i was even listening to one of the I think two previous episodes ago or something like that. I feel like I've been sick forever. Anyway, I could tell I was super nasally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could tell. I didn't notice it like on the spot when we were Mm -hmm. recording that one. Mm -hmm. I know which one you're talking about. But then when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you sound different. You're like, oh, yeah, you were sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you sound horrible. (laughs) I feel like I was sick forever, though. Like, I swear, I had this crazy cough for like two weeks. I feel like everybody's sick right now, though. Like, I know my son is sick. Yeah, he has a cough now. He has a cough. He's yeah. been sick for like the past like week almost. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting sick two days ago, but like I started popping all kinds of stuff and I feel fine You're popping now. Pills. <laughs> popping pills. I was. <laughs> but I feel good now. I bet you do after popping pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, no. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, I have noticed that a lot of people mm-hmm. are truly mm-hmm. sick. Well, that's good. You're feeling better. Back yeah, to recording. Finally. Yeah, finally back. Yes. So I know there have been little strange activities going on with you. Yes. Would you like to share with oh, us? Oh, gosh. Absolutely. So uh, I don't even remember. I don't even know what day it is today. So <laughs> You're like, I don't know what day we're living. <laughs> so this was last week. Was two weeks ago? I don't know. The day of the dead november 1st you're like what date are we this was november 1st (laughs) so eight days ago whatever that was (laughs) uh but anyway so day of the dead and i had you had seen upstairs on our kind of buffet area Mm -hmm. that we had our day of the dead altar set up yeah you always have that one set up like that the night the first night of the day of the dead which is the first everything seemed fine i went to sleep Throughout the night, though, it was odd because I kept hearing our dog pacing constantly, being very abrupt in like what he was doing. Like mm-hmm. I, I was knocked out. I was sleeping in bed. And then all of a sudden I heard him in our hallway. OK, and he's not allowed down the hallway because obviously we have wood floors and you mm-hmm. can hear his little paws like right. prancing little around. Twinkle toes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't let him come down so that he doesn't wake either my son up or wake us up. So I heard that and I was instantly like just like upset. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I need to hurry up and go move him because he's mm-hmm. going to wake up my son. Right. So I go out the side door because we have a door on the other side of the hallway and 
I go to the end of the hallway to see where he's at. And I'm waiting for him because usually when he hears me, he'll come running down. And I'm waiting there and I don't hear him. Like Mm -hmm. I peek and he's not even there. I'm like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of just standing there at the end of the hallway. Like, what did I just hear? <laughs> standing and staring probably. I was. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I guess it is what it is. So mm. I leave. Probably I'm going to say maybe 20, 30 minutes later, the same thing happened. And so I get up, come back down, like towards the hall. I, I didn't hear it right outside the room, though. Mm-hmm. I heard noise in some way in the house. And so I get up and I'm like, what the heck is that? And so I I hear my dog, though, running up the stairs like from the basement. Oh. And so he usually doesn't come down here, though, at night ever mm-hmm. at all by mm-hmm. himself. Okay. Never. So I was like, what was he doing down there? Right. So he finally gets upstairs and he's just there. And mm-hmm. he kept like being very weird, though. Like he kept like trying to get my attention. Okay. And I didn't know what to make of it. And I'm like, Boba, just go to sleep. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Like right. he kept being very loud and very persistent and just wanting me around. Mm-hmm. But I was tired and I'm just like, OK, whatever. You're being weird. Right. So I went back to sleep. Woke up in the morning, though. And then I happened to look over at our dining room table And one of the chairs of the table is Mm. pulled out as if somebody was sitting in it. Oh, my God. And I remember taking a picture of it to send Uh all you guys. uh And I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Yeah, I remember getting the picture. And so it's weird because I tried to think back if I had even noticed anything weird because I had walked into the dining room that night when I was trying to see Boba to see if he was fine. And when he was going crazy, I don't I. I don't remember glancing over there, so I never saw anything. But then mm-hmm. in the morning, I saw that and I, I told my wife, I'm like, look, look at that. Look at this chair. Look, look what it is. Look what happened. What'd she say? And she just kind of stares at it and she's like, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, it was Day of the Dead last night. Yeah. yeah. And so we were just kind of like, I didn't, I didn't touch the chair mm-hmm. at all the rest mm-hmm. of the day. I okay. kind of left it pulled out. Yeah. Just so if somebody was there, right. then just out of respect, they got to enjoy a seat. Yes. But I just thought that was so weird. That is. Because my dog's never like that at night. Right. He passes out immediately. Mm-hmm. He's never mm-hmm. like that. And then just waking up to that chair being so weird like that. Like, yeah, out. I remember it did look like someone was sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. There's no way that that would have happened on its own. Funny, though, you are had a weird experience like that last year day yeah, of the dead too, that though, one was right with my son it was right. the week of day of the dead mm-hmm. and again like he had seen what we believe to be uh our our grandpa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he looks just like our dad right so it was just it's weird yeah it's it's very weird so, so i'm wondering if it was if mm-hmm, it was him mm-hmm. you know right that's very cool yeah so yeah, because I, I, I know, I know, I know your dog is usually pretty he calm. Is. At He's night. very calm. That's yeah. why it was so surprising that night. Hmm. Well, yeah, creepy story. Yeah. Well, creepy but cool at the same time. Right. That is a cool story. Yeah. But thank you for sharing. Yeah. That's awesome. On a different note, mm-hmm. I did go see a concert recently, and guess who I saw? Who? I saw Kelsey. Kelsey with an I. Kelsey with an I. Our, That's our, I number one, our number one fan. Yep. Kelsey with Aww. an I. So she was actually out there because. That's exciting. Yeah. Wongzilla was out there. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that's the Rob right. Zombie experience. I do want to see them. Actually, they're very good. I'm, they're very good. I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Wong-Zilla. So if you ever get a chance and you hear about Wongzilla, I I highly recommend going to see them. But very it was cool. fun seeing her, and we took a selfie. Yay. So it was fun. Fun times. And also, I do want to share mm-hmm. on a different topic. If you ever have any personal stories or would love to share them with us we would love to hear them and possibly share them yes yeah. because uh i guess spoiler alert mm-hmm. so one of our last episodes for the year is going to be about personal experiences yes so if you would love to share with us a personal experience an encounter of some sort mm-hmm. just like lily had she yeah. shared with us a personal paranormal experience right. possibly please send it our way we don't even have to say your name. No, we no. do not. We already have a couple of submissions mm-hmm. for it, which we do is really cool. Uh, you can either record yourself and send us the recording uh, or just write it out and we can read the story. Yeah. yeah. Send us an email. Send us a message. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, whatever you whatever like. Whatever it is. Whatever yeah. you fancy. So with that, though, what do we have going on for today's episode? For today's stories, we have a conniving family man and his haunted property that he left behind. Also, a story about a famous and mysterious phenomenon. So sit back, relax, and pull up a drink. But before we get into it, though, let's talk about today's drink feature. So today we have the sugar cookie. This looks so fun. It looks like (laughs) something that I would want. Uh, To make it, you need uh, vanilla vodka, Bailey's, Irish cream, some milk, ice, and then you just mix it all up in a shaker. And then for the rim, which I think makes it, (laughs) uh, you use some white frosting to kind of just rim the glass. And then you add some sprinkles. Yes. So this looks fun because you used some uh, orange and yellowy sprinkles. So very Thanksgiving-y. Of course. I love that. But you can also make it, I mean, because the sound of it, sugar Mm -hmm. cookie, sounds even like it could be like Christmas. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was kind of like trying to think about like, what would you bring to your Thanksgiving table? I like that. So I know that we always have like treats and such. What did the pilgrims take? I wonder what kind of drink they took. I think they would have brought Bailey's, (laughs) like a fancy sugar cookie drink. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. They would have been lucky if they would (laughs) have. But I thought, you know, I'm channeling the Thanksgiving vibes already. Yes. So I was thinking, wow, this would be very festive and fun to bring to your Thanksgiving gathering. But I also wanted to show Lily this bottle. So I know it says Bailey's Irish Cream. Yes. But also in the Bailey's section, they have a ton of fun new like holiday assortments. So the one that I actually used was, Lily, do you want to read the bottle? It is vanilla cinnamon. Yes. I did not know they had actual additional flavors like this. Yeah. So they have several holiday ones that you could use yeah i know so i thought you know that gives it a little extra something right this yeah. is festive i like you know it. it's a cookie nonetheless so take your drink sip it. yes please do mm. <laughs> mind you your wife also couldn't resist either Did when i was making some? it yeah she was like i want to taste that <laughs> it's good isn't it i love mm. it i know like i really was you know, fighting hard here, not to like have my entire glass mm. while you were chatting. Mm-hmm. 
I know I've said this before with another drink. I think it was the pink salted caramel one. Mm-hmm. The rim really mm-hmm. like made that drink. Yeah. It was the caramel with the salt. Yes, I remember. And so kind of getting like that full mm-hmm. mouthful of like all the those. experience. Yeah, yeah, of all those flavors right. really makes it. Same thing with this. Yes. The frosting with like the sprinkles because it's not even just the sprinkles, mm-hmm. but you have mm-hmm. like sugar sprinkles. Yeah. That little extra Again, sweetness. Hence the sugar cookie. The sweetness there pairs mm-hmm. so well with the drink. Yeah. It tastes so good. Doesn't it? I love it. I know. Like, I feel like if I finish the rim before the drink, yeah. I need more rim. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This is another drink this that could good. actually get dangerous as I well. I love this. this I is know. Good. I knew you would because, mm-hmm. again, it has that, like, creaminess mm-hmm. factor to it that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I knew you would like that. Mm, yummy. So... <laughs> So this is good. Lily loves it. Yay. I know. I absolutely needed this today, too. I mean, <laughs> hard day. Super hard day at work. Yeah. A lot of like really intensive stuff going on. So it's like, oh, I actually have to work. <laughs> yeah. But now you can relax. <laughs> so yum. Yes. Um, I really love this one. Honestly, this gosh, is a great okay. one. So I'm going to say here we go. This is freaking good. <laughs> But I love the fact that it's mm-hmm. something that you could easily bring mm-hmm. because it's what did you what was it? So it's the bottle of the Bailey's. Yeah. You added a little bit of vodka, some milk, and you just mix it all together yeah. in like a shaker. Super you know, easy. You know what, though? Your wife gave me a great idea as yeah. well. You can even put in like a shot of coffee in there. <gasps> oh, yeah. And when she said that, I'm like, dang it. That's I a think of good that? idea. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. So you could even mm. add that. I mean, if I you're like going to make that. it a long Thanksgiving night, add some coffee. Oh, that's fun. And this, yeah. So like that could be like a really great like dessert drink. Mm-hmm. Like after you're done like stuffing your face. Pretty much. And ready to like just burst. Yeah. <laughs> Which we all do. <laughs> this will be like a good like, be like nightcap. Yeah, exactly. When you see the buttons start popping <laughs> and zooming all over the place, dodge them and then go open up your bottle. <laughs> So it's like if you don't have enough for like the pie. Right. You have a drink. I love this. I love this a lot. Let's do turkeys. (laughs) Okay. How many turkeys? How many many butterball turkeys? (laughs) I'm going to do. Let's do it. I'm going to do five. Yay. (laughs) Good. Good. I love it. Oh my gosh, yeah. people. Um, this I is crazy. Definitely recommend. This is crazy. What was it? Like, definitely recommend. A few, <laughs> a few drinks ago, a few episodes I ago. I feel like you redeemed yourself after the last drink that we so, had. That okay. one was like a three and a half. Right. So that one. But then was it the drink prior to that one where you were all a five? That was the pink, car- the, was the it? pink okay. salted caramel. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm. Honestly, You're I would it. call this a streak because it's rare. <laughs> You're on it now. I, I am on it. I'm back. <laughs> but mm. if you go to our mm-hmm. socials, you'll be able to see the fun pictures. Yum. And you can take this to your Thanksgiving table. Absolutely recommend that. It'll be a hit. All right. So now that we have our drink, let's get into our first story. Carmel, Indiana, about 20 miles from Indianapolis, has become quite the popular hotspot for paranormal investigators. Why, you may ask? Well, it's home to the Fox Hollow Farm Murders, an 18-acre estate once home to serial killer Herb Baumeister. Herb Baumeister, a.k.a. Brian Smart, as he was also known at the bars, lived a double life. 
I want to take a journey into the past to get to know her Baumeister a little better. What really got him excited? What was this other side he was hiding from others, including his family? As a child, people recall Herb playing with dead animals and bringing them to school. Fast forward into his life, he was at Indiana University for a while before he dropped out. Eventually, his father sent him to a mental institution. After being released, he went on to get hired at the Indianapolis Star, which was short-lived. He was also at the Indiana DMV for a short period of time. In time, of all things, he bought a chain of Save-A-Lot stores after he borrowed money from his mother. Business was going well for him. He became well-known in his community. In 1971, he married his fiancée, Julie, and had three children. Due to his success, the couple bought Fox Hollow Farms. The family lived in an 11,000-square-foot mansion on the property complete with an indoor pool and riding stable. Herb appeared to be living the American dream with his family, and he was well on his way to becoming a millionaire. Little did his wife and kids know that the man they were sharing everything with had a dark secret. When Herb's wife would go out of town, his dark secret would come out to play. Herb would frequently go out to the bars in hopes of bringing men back to his home. It was believed that after partying with the men, Herb would strangle them, burn the bodies, pulverize the bones, and bury the remains in parts of his 18-acre farm. This all began in 1993. Having all the extra land near his house made it quite easy for Herb to continue his dark secret. In the fall of 1994, Eric Burmeister, one of Herb's sons, was playing in the yard one day and happened to dig up a human skull. Confused, the boy brought it on a stick to his parents. Herb nervously dismissed it, saying it was one of his dad's when he studied anatomy in college. For many years, the couple maintained a facade of a happy marriage and profitable business. But then it all began to fall apart. After receiving a tip from one of the victim's family members in 1996, police got permission to investigate the property. They found thousands of burnt, scattered human bone fragments enough for at least 11 bodies. Forensic scientists ID'd eight male victims. Police believe Baumeister may have murdered many more. As investigators combed his home and grounds, Herb disappeared. On June 24, 1996, investigators recovered more than 5,000 human bone fragments buried on the property. On July 3, 1996, Herb's body turned up in Canada. He shot himself to escape his punishment. He left behind a three-page note that talked of marriage and money woes, but not of the murders. Two years after Baumeister's death, police concluded he also had killed nine other young men whose bodies were found dumped into shallow streams along I-70 across central Indiana and Western Ohio during the 1980s. 
let's take a glimpse inside the walls of Fox Hollow Farm's paranormal activity. Sometime after Julie and the kids moved out, the property sold at a third of its 2.3 million asking price, according to the Indianapolis Star. Soon after moving in, the new owners started to tell of strange activity, including of seeing shadowy male figures. One of those figures was walking without legs, lurking around in the backyard. The property eventually became a hotspot for paranormal researchers. The owners agreed to open their home for regular visits. There have been reports of footsteps, voices, feeling punched, pinched, hearing EVPs, seeing a malevolent entity in the basement pool, and more. People have stated that there definitely is a sense of evil and sadness lingering in the house. According to the book, The Horrors of Fox Hollow Farm by Richard Estep and Robert Graves, they talk about a time when one of the new owners had a brush with something paranormal that she couldn't explain. Vicki Graves was down in the swimming pool room, working on the household chores one morning. Her kids had tracked in some dirt and gravel from outside, and she was using the vacuum to clean it up. Immersed in the task, she was taken by surprise when the vacuum suddenly switched itself off. Looking across the room, she could see that the plug was no longer in the socket. It was lying just a couple of inches away from the extension cord that it had been plugged into. Thinking that she had reached the max range on the power flex and she accidentally pulled it out of the outlet, she went over to plug it back in, then began to work again. The vacuum died yet again. Irritated, Vicky plugged it back in. This time, the plug was sitting more than a foot away from the cable's extension socket, and she could see that the power cable on the vacuum was still slack. There was no way that she had managed to pull it out of the socket. She told the authors, quote, I felt someone was there, and I got the strong sense that this invisible someone didn't want me there with them, unquote. Aside from the paranormal activity, the new owners say they are still finding pieces of human bones that they take to the university for testing as they find them. Due to the horrific activities that occurred in the magnificent home, there are still spirits unable to rest. Some perhaps still reliving what happened to them on their very last night in the house. Many of the spirits are perhaps lost and still looking for help and answers about what happened to them. Wow. Yeah. I actually had never heard of this story before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And actually, there was another story as well that they talked about where the husband, one of the, the new owner, okay. so her wife, right. or her husband, yeah. Vicky's husband. So he had a coworker actually come live with them for a little bit because something was going on in his life. And so anyway, the friend, the very first night uh -huh. that he stayed there, talked about a dream that he had, a vivid dream that startled him so much. Like he was so scared, but the dream was about literally 
him trying to run for his life away from something Hmm. like he was that afraid like he could see it so he dreamt that he was actually in the woods so in the backyard area Mm -hmm. but he was trying to get away from something that was chasing him but he couldn't see what this something was wow and he knew that if he got caught by this something he would die and so when he actually startled himself awake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, enough to the point where he jumped out of bed thinking he had to keep going, like he had to keep oh, running. Geez. So he actually did keep running, <gasps> but he ran into the wall. Oh, God. And that's what woke him up, actually. So then he told the owners the story later and mm-hmm. they were like, OK, well, we have to tell you something. <gasps> yeah. Jeez. So I almost wonder, though, like if, you know, they were trying to t- the spirits were trying yeah. to tell him something, right. you know. So I just thought, wow, that's wild. I mean, to have that kind of a dream, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and actually the guy wasn't really, um, you know, a believer or anything like that. Like his friend, the owners had said, well, there were some, you know, paranormal things happening. He was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Right. You know, he kind of brushed it off. But then once he had that dream, he was like, okay, tell me more. So that was really interesting. So do those people live in the house now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can actually, um, if you look it up, I believe that they actually offer tours. Oh. Yeah. So there have been a lot of investigators go in and out. I bet. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to wow. check that place out. Yeah. Car- Carmel, Indiana. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeez. I know it. It's it sounds it sounds spooky mm-hmm. but sad at the yeah. same time you I know thought what i the mean same thing yes and yeah totally sad for everything that happened and these people that didn't know yeah. you know like they were just they were trusting this guy right. herb right and you know well and the fact that i guess technically he never got caught like mm-hmm. nothing ever happened to him really True. he just committed suicide right. and done yeah well that's the easy way out for him, I that's, guess. So that's too bad. That's too bad for him and his family too, though. Like, yeah, his family, you know, and I mean the families of like all of these people, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then they never really got any closure on any. Well, of the they situations. didn't because there were still people that they didn't even find. So that's wow. sad too. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good one. Thank you. So. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we will have another story. We'll be right back. Hi, Ghosty fam. Welcome to season four of the Activity Continues podcast, where we chat about the TV show The Dead Files, as well as other fun stuff. We talk about true crimes, dreams, TikTok, pets, sharks. We also talk about what TV shows that we're watching, any recommendations, And we've even been known to go off the rails a little bit. This is true. In this season, we have a new team member. Our friend, also named Amy, is going to be joining us to keep us knuckleheads in line. She is our fact checker who will handle all the details when we talk about shit that we know nothing about. Thanks. I am so excited to share all of my random facts with you all and not just yelling at these two beautiful souls. Like, did you know that rosé wine is made from red grapes and it gets a color from the skins? We also share our own ghosty or paranormal experiences. That's right. And not only do we share ours, but we want to hear yours. So please send them to us and we might just feature your story on our show. We can be found on all major podcast apps as well as video versions on YouTube and Spotify. So join us weekly where the activity continues. 
We nailed it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Let's get back into our next story. So this one, actually, I picked it out on purpose because our last couple of episodes have been having to do with kind of the mystery type of things. And so I got a little obsessed with that, I think. And so for this one, we're going to talk about the mysterious... Garden Light. The Garden Light, a famous and mysterious phenomenon that's been reported in Garden, Arkansas, is said to be one of the state's greatest unsolved paranormal mysteries. First seen and documented in the 1930s, the Garden Light is an eerie white-blue, sometimes orange, glowing light that moves through the trees near a set of railroad tracks off Interstate 30 in southern Arkansas. Witnesses have reported seeing the light in various forms and it often appears to hover or bob above the ground. Some people have claimed that the light can move rapidly and any attempts to approach it are typically unsuccessful as it seems to retreat or disappear when approached. Many trace the Garden Light legend to a murder that took place near the railroad tracks in December of 1931. William McLean, a foreman with the Missouri Pacific Railroad, was involved in an argument with one of his employees, Lewis McBride. There's speculation that McBride was fired by McLean because he was involved in a freight train derailment. McBride became angry, striking McLean on the head with a shovel. McLean ran and McBride gave chase. McBride hit him continually until he finally struck him down and beat him to death over the head with a railroad spike hammer. The killing took place about a quarter of a mile from where the attack began. According to a December 10th, 1931 article written in the Southern Standard, no one witnessed the murder, but when McLean didn't go home that night, the sheriff's office was notified. McBride acted, quote, so suspiciously that he was arrested, unquote, and eventually confessed. He then told investigators where the body and the spike mall were located. Investigators found a grisly scene. There was a trail of blood nearly a quarter mile long, indicating that McLean was near the railroad when attacked and had run from his assailant. Near the point where McLean is believed to have died were other signs of a struggle It was also indicated that after he was left for dead, he rallied and tried to leave the woods. The back of his head had been struck by four severe blows. Throughout the struggle, McLean never let the lantern slip from his grasp. Lewis McBride was found guilty of the murder of William McLean. 
On July 14, 1932, the Southern Standard News reported that the Arkansas Department of Corrections executed McBride by electric chair. The Gurdon light was first seen shortly after this murder, and many have come to believe that the light is actually the glow of McLean's ghostly lantern swinging as he walks through the area. The popular local legend drew national attention. In December of 1994, when the NBC show Unsolved Mysteries documented the phenomenon. Since then, the phenomenon has also been featured in various documentaries and television programs exploring unexplained mysteries. The question everyone asks, could the mysterious light be attributed to the murder of William McLean, or is there a different explanation? Wichita Baptist University historian Dr. Wendy Richter asked the same question in an article written for the Clark County Historical Association. She wrote, several plausible explanations exist, but none can be proven. One of the theories says that the light is coming from headlights along I-30, which is just a couple of miles away from the area where the light is said to be seen. The problem is, people have been seeing the light since the 1930s when there was no interstate. Dr. Richter also wrote that swamp gas could be another possibility, but the problem with that one is that the light appears in all types of weather and continues to retain its shape, making this theory very doubtful. There have been all kinds of theories surrounding this mystery. There are events that happened in this spot that definitely make people think that phenomenon is clearly attached to it, whether that's what it is or not. What can be verified is the murder of William McLean at the hands of Lewis McBride. Over the years, many curious visitors and paranormal enthusiasts have flocked to Gurdon in the hopes of witnessing the Gurdon light for themselves. While there have been numerous sightings and eyewitness accounts of the Gurdon light, its true nature and cause remain a mystery, and it continues to be a topic of intrigue and fascination. Whether you believe it to be paranormal occurrence or natural phenomenon, the Garden Light remains a captivating and unexplained mystery. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I've never heard of this one. <clears throat> I I happened to be watching, um, I think it was Travel Channel one day. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I just have it on throughout the day and mm-hmm. it's just playing. Yeah. And it was one of those unexplained mystery shows mm-hmm. that was that was on. Yeah. And this was one of the stories that they covered. Oh, wow. And I was actually working. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that totally took my attention. <laughs> and I'm just watching. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Because I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they couldn't even explain still mm-hmm. to this day what it actually is. Like, they did so many different, like, tests and like experiments Mm -hmm. and investigations and nobody can still say like what it is what it is or what it isn't oh my gosh that's interesting and Mm -hmm. since 1994 
you know, with Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. First of all, when you said that, I'm like, okay, I can hear the music yes. playing in my it's head. Creepy. Creepy. But the fact that it's, yeah, like mm-hmm. you say, nobody knows. Yeah. This actually reminds me of your past story about the, what was it, the hum? Yes. I thought the same really? thing. Oh I know. My gosh. I told you, I've, I've become yeah. obsessed with all these real, totally. these weird, like real life uh-huh. mysteries. Yeah. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is crazy, mm-hmm. though. Like, it almost makes me wonder what is it truly right. like what do you think i mean what's your opinion it's hard like i really i really want to believe that that there could be mm-hmm. something paranormal attached to it because yeah. i mean it's weird that it started appearing after the murder oh, yeah that's true so that's kind of crazy mm-hmm. and you know, they've captured video and pictures of the lights. Obviously, it doesn't look the same as it does when you're in person. Mm-hmm. But there's still something about it, though, that just it's like, well, I mean, is it really paranormal? Mm-hmm. Is it something more? I don't know why to me, like, I think something alien. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah, just get drawn to that for some reason, mm-hmm. like, because... I don't know. Like, I feel like if it's paranormal, there could be, you know, investigations that are that are done to, you know, either try to communicate with the spirit of McLean, if it is him Mm -hmm. and to kind of see if it if he is the one creating that light anomaly. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to believe that that hasn't been done. I'm sure people have done it. I'm sure people have tried to figure out if it is him. But I never was able to find if it was done and if it was able to prove if it was him or not. So kind of without that, then it's like, well, I want to believe, but I don't think it is paranormal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, it's kind of along the same lines as the hum. It's right. Yeah. A definite mystery and definitely something out of this world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so eerie yeah like just to think about but what could it be right you know right and i think that's what makes it a little creepy for mm-hmm, me too because mm-hmm. it's like what asking that question yeah. what could it be right and it's not just us asking it it's uh-huh. like everybody yeah. asking it the fact that nobody can really figure exactly. out what it is that's what makes it creepy yes yeah that's so cool though mm-hmm. i like this so definitely something else that i'm gonna keep uh researching just Mm -hmm. on my own because there is quite a few different like documentaries and like youtube videos posted Mm -hmm. about the light oh cool Um, yeah just kind of like indie documentaries that Mm -hmm. people make Mm -hmm. so if anybody's interested if that uh piqued anybody's interest definitely look up the garden light that's so awesome good story so uh i think that's all we have for today i think so yeah i know that we are uh kind of winding down for for the year Mm -hmm. which is crazy to say that we only have a few more episodes left right for the year when we get closer to a time that we will be taking a break yes and we just had a little guest come into the studio he's telling us it's time to go to bed okay and so with that until next time thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the spirit lounge i'm lily and i'm vanessa and this was the haunted happy hour podcast Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, 
an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time, cheers!